Welcome to the Sex Magic Podcast, where we explore the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Sex Magic Podcast, our website is sexmagicpodcast.com, and if you want to send us an email, sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com. Today, we have a guest that we have had on the show before, and I feel like you are our first uh, return customer. <laughs> yeah! And welcome, Gabriella Herstick. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me again. Thank you so much for being here again. I loved your episode the first time, and honestly, like it was so beautiful meeting you, and I feel like all of us just kind of fell in love with you when we all got together to record that episode. So, um, so mutual. I feel like it's been so beautiful to like be friends with you guys and see our parallel paths like intertwine. And again, I'm just so glad to be here. I really like love your podcast so much and each one of you. Um, so I guess if there are any listeners that didn't get to check out, um, Gabby's episode with us before, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm like, I feel like that episode came out like a year and a half ago, like two years ago. It feels like a long time. I remember it was the day after I got my left nostril pierced. So it was like <laughs> December of like a year and a half at this point. Um, so my name is Gabriella Herstic. I am a author, a fashion alchemist, and a witch. And I am the author of books, Inner Witch, A Modern Guide to the Ancient Craft, which I think the, maybe the British version came come out, the original, which is called Craft. When we did the episode, I don't know, time doesn't exist in my mind. So <laughs> um, my second book is called Bewitching the Elements, a guide to empowering yourself through earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. And I am popping around the internet. My background is in fashion writing, and I'm a journalist, so I've written for publications like Vogue International, Allure, Nylon, Hudwich, uh, Glamour, like just all over places. And I have a column with High Times called The High Priestess, where I, I, I talk about the intersection, or rather explore the intersection of cannabis and magic. Um, and I think when we talked, I had just kind of, not like super started, but I was definitely like more just kind of starting on my exploration with kink and um exploring how to intersect or how to intertwine my relationship with kink and BDSM with my relationship with witchcraft and magic and ritual and goddess worship. And I talked about my relationship with the goddess Venus, who is my matron goddess. So the goddess that I'm devoted to and dedicated to. Um, so much has happened in terms of like my own work, you know, with books, like my second book came out also just with like my own journey both with magic and sex magic and kink so excited to talk today I know I'm so excited um I am just so so impressed with your second book it's beautiful and thorough and I really love how you decided to focus on elements and the elemental magic as the kind of second phase of um exploring witchcraft because your first book, I feel like, was really um, 
expansive, but now you're kind of like narrowing into like more specifics. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, why did you decide to choose Bewitching the Elements for the second step of this exploration of witchcraft? Well, first off, thank you so much for that compliment. I really appreciate it. Receive it, take it to heart. Um, so honestly, like I knew I wanted to write a second book. I had done a book proposal for another book that didn't happen. And like my editor had approached me. She's like, we want something empowering, like some kind of like something with rituals that people can do to like find, you know, their own inner power, find connection. And the, I, I really do feel like the elements just kind of came to me and we're like, hello, like, they're, you know, we all have a relationship with earth, air, and fire, and water, and spirit, which is also called ether, and it's kind of like the thread between all the other elements, and it's something that every culture, every religion, every spiritual practice deals with, so for me, like, I always strive to make my work really accessible. I don't want there to be gatekeeping. I don't want there to be, like, you have to have all of these tools to do the spell or you have to believe in these certain things to do the spell or like, I just like, am not into that. And one of the reasons I love the elements is because it transcends, because they transcend mm. like, cultures. They're not something that you have to buy. Like they're all things that they're all things we already have relationships with. And I feel like it can be really hard to kind of figure out sometimes what you need in the moment to feel, you know, more grounded or more connected or, like, to find balance. And with so many, like, rituals and so many different practices, it can be kind of hard to, like, figure out what, yeah, what you need. And I feel like when you think of the elements and you understand their language and you understand what each of them means and how you can connect to each one, it is a guide back into, like, finding balance, finding equilibrium and, like, also, like, cleaning the power, the magic, that you need in that moment, whether it's to find grounding or to find presence or to connect to your sexuality. Um, so I really just, it was funny. It was like my editor had suggested, you know, that, and then I just like that. It just, the elements was like the only thing to me that really um, made sense. So you don't have to have the first book to understand, to have this book. You don't have to, I, there's some stuff that repeats so you can pick up the witching the elements and find you know find your footing but it really does I feel like inner witch was just like a one-to-one -one, like a lot of bases were covered not so deeply and this is like you said narrowing the scope and going deeper um because I think that the elements are everything they're literally the building blocks and like no matter if we're doing sex magic or candle magic or taking a ritual bath or grounding like we're working with the elements so it's just again like another way to understand the language of the universe Yes. Oh my God. All of that. And I really love what you said that the elements are available to everyone. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think of that quote. I think it was, um, if it's inaccessible to the poor, it's neither radical nor revolutionary and uh, how important it is to make sure there's no like mystical elitism. Yeah. Like if you don't have access to certain tools or, you know, can't afford certain things, like that's, that's fine. Like we can yeah. all have access to the elements. It's available yeah. and it's, it's here already. It's just yeah. awareness to it. So exactly. I love that you um, touched upon that. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like it's like, it's really just shifting our view of the things that we already interact with every day, whether it's, you know, washing our hands or, 
taking a walk and feeling the sun or like feeling the breeze or you know taking like putting our feet on the earth and hugging a tree like I mean I I'm not I don't hug trees as much as I want to hug trees but if I could hug a tree every day I would and I definitely suggest that to anybody else who has the access to trees but um yeah I feel like the elements are all around us anyway so it's really just tuning into that frequency Mm, yeah yeah for sure um I suppose it might be interesting to I guess touch upon each of the elements and like if you have any like brief um tips or ways that we might be able to use it right now specifically a lot of us are in quarantine or most of us are still in quarantine so I think that could be really helpful Absolutely. Um, and that's the thing too. It's like, obviously, I mean, we had no idea. None of us had any idea that this was going to happen or that this was going to happen. Those words just slurred together. Um, and I definitely like never anticipated releasing a book right now, but I feel like these practices are so important. So earth, I'll just start with the, the first element, which is earth. And earth is grounding it is how we connect to nature it is protection it is honestly like if you think of the maslow's hierarchy of needs earth is like the the same as the bottom it is the things that we need to survive it's food it's shelter it's security in the tarot we earth the pent the pentacles are represented representatives of the element of earth and they really speak of all the things we have physical connections with so that is like the foundation. I feel like you should always, if you don't know where to start, you can't go wrong with starting with the earth. Um, one of the, an easy way to do this is by like actually spending time in nature, like hugging a tree, like I mentioned, would be a really powerful way to connect with that energy. Even going for a walk, leaving offerings for nature spirits, for fairies or elementals, um, or practicing some kind of grounding meditation. So, you know, finding a comfortable, comfortable position, feeling the base of your spine turn into roots that move into the ground, into the core of the earth, and feeling these roots feeding you healing white light that extends and moves through your body, throughout, you know, your hands, your arms, up your spine, through the crown of your head, Um, and just really, like, you know, connecting with the earth that way. You can also stomp your feet on the ground, burn some incense that are, you know, maybe like cedar incense or pine incense or something that, connects you with nature um so earth is really like about feeling safe and what we need to feel safe so you can also muse on those on those things and what you need to feel grounded and rooted and safe in this life we're in Taurus season right now so it's like a really good time to think about those things and think about how you can find pleasure in in those things that you experience every day and the things that make you feel safe and whole mm. um, so the next element is air And air is all about the mind and the way that we connect, the way that we perceive, the way that we think, and the way we communicate. Um, Air is is very, you know, you can't see it, you can't touch it. It is something that's all around you, but it's expansive. It wants freedom. So to connect with air, you can work with your breath. Your breath is your connection to your own personal your own personal relationship with air it is how you, you know, feed your body healthy oxygen and it is truly the life force. And I think it's something a lot of us are really 
thinking about right now is, you know, this COVID stuff is going on. So I love, I know you're also an air sign. I'm an Aquarius. So like I am very airy, very in my head and air can really act. The breath specifically can really act as a bridge between the mind and the body. Um, so it helps us feel embodied in whatever we're experiencing. So I love to do breath work in the morning when I'm meditating, uh, really grounding breath is a fourfold breath of inhale, hold, exhale, and hold, which forms a square. So I always, I recommend air um, is working with breath. And also, if you're feeling really overwhelmed or anxious, try journaling, getting your thoughts out from your head into something physical and transmuting that that way is really powerful, um, especially right now, because I know a lot of us are, are you know, we have heightened heightened feelings of anxiety. Um, so after that comes water, and water is all about the emotions. It's our heart. It's our subconscious. If you think of the moon, which is full today in Scorpio, which is a water sign, um, the moon rules over, you know, our dreams, our subconscious, the liminal, the, uh, the, the subtle. So water really is like the, the container, or not the container, but it is through what we connect to our spirit. It is what we connect to our spirit through. Water is really our emotional self and our heart. So you can take a ritual bath. I know you also love ritual baths. I love baths. And taking, you know, adding some salt, whether it's Epsom salt or Himalayan salt, adding some herbs like lavender or rose, and just like soaking in the tub um, and just connecting to water that way is super powerful and you can also form like hold an intention in your mind for that experience whether it's to relax whether it's to connect to the divine feminine which is also so associated with the element of water or whether it's just you know heal also what i've been doing lately is um sending positive like healing energy into my water that i'm drinking Ooh. i'll send it some reiki and inspire it with my intention um and lately that's like yesterday my intention was just to to feel peace and to choose peace. So you can do that with your water. You can also do that with your food to connect with earth. Um, so earth, air, fire, oh, fire, I forgot fire. I'm so sorry, fire. Mm -hmm. Fire is an element that I personally don't really have a lot of placements in my zodiac, in my birth chart, but I love fire. Fire is passion and power and sexuality. It's also anger and rage and fire is something you have to be careful with it's something you have to be intentional with if you you know you can't interact with it without accepting the fact that you might get hurt so just like being aware of that i think is what you need with fire you need to be very intentional so i like working with fire through sex magic through using my orgasms as a way to manifest or banish or really just like connect with whatever my intention is so if I want to just like explore my sexuality or work with the taboos that I, you know, I have in my life or that I'm holding. I will do that through fire, through sex magic or through candle magic. You know, you can light a candle, inspire a candle with your intention, you can gaze at the flame and what's called scrying. But um, I think that sex magic is like my, definitely my favorite. Also, if you're ever feeling like anxious about something, you can write that down, which is an air kind of quality. And then you can burn it up and release it, which is fire. Mm. Fire, well, what fire does is it, it burns through what's no longer serving us, and then it fortifies what is serving us. So although it banishes, it also strengthens that which we need, which serves us. 
Yeah. It's a really powerful, powerful element. And the last element, which is definitely the hardest to describe, is spirit. So spirit is also known as ether, and spirit is the relationship that we have to the elements. It's how we embody the elements. And it's also whatever you know you believe believe in, whether it's the cosmos, your higher self, God, goddess, the all, um, you know, maybe just the universal will. Spirit is, you know, our psychic senses, and it is our connection to something bigger than ourselves. And it's the way in which we work with, embody, and use the elements. So some ways you can work with spirit are reading tarot cards or oracle cards, practicing divination, whether that's using runes or the um, a pendulum. Um, you can work with spirit through doing something like free writing or creating art or channeling or having like a devotional practice to a goddess or something mm. like that. But really just even talking to your guides or whatever you believe in and asking them for messages, asking them for them to help um, help you align with your highest good. Those are all very spirit qualities. So um, that one is, they're all super personal, right? You have to find what works for you. But those are just some of the ways that you can begin to develop those relationships. Damn, that was so thorough. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I could round that oh, for forever. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what I was thinking, kind of when you started talking about fire, how each element has the capability to be soft, And also like really, really on the other side of that, very strong and powerful. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking how a a wave can be so violent and tempestuous, Mm -hmm. but water also is that like, you know, the more like sensual and Mm -hmm. nourishing and healing and almost like you think of the calm, still lake, but then you can also think of the crazy waves and how each element has those, um, you know, those ranges and it's almost something that we can remember and integrate into practice. Absolutely. That's something that I feel like, especially right now is so important that like these elements are first off reflections of us, right? Like we have all the elements within us. So we're, we're pretty much those elements manifested into a physical vessel Mm. and these elements all have this polarity, right? Like water, like you said, it can be like a crazy violent storm or it can be just like a calm, serene ocean. Air can be, you know, like a beautiful breeze or it can be a hurricane or a tornado. All of the elements, nature itself has these dualities, has these intensities. And we don't label, you know, we don't say like nature is evil for being bad we don't say it's bad for like obviously storms can be destructive but like we don't label those parts of nature as evil and I think that's something that we really have to remember within ourselves within our shadow like that part of ourselves has to exist if we want the light to exist you know like yeah these things are spectrums extremes are or opposites are extremes of the same energy you know it's the law of polarity and that's something I've been really thinking about so I think that can really help us have compassion for ourselves because we don't see these quote unquote more intense traits as something that's inherently negative or evil or something shameful. Totally. I think you actually mentioned this recently that there really is no white magic or black Mm -hmm. magic. I suppose it's just interesting that we as human beings place value and um, define our world in such like simple terms like good and bad. (laughs) When really, like, I feel the the witch knows that there is kind of 
a world where good and bad isn't as simple as that like yeah exactly I totally believe that too I think it's like we want to humans naturally like we want to understand things and to understand things we like label them and put them in boxes when it's like energy is everything literally Hmm. everything and it's like to deem something to deem quote-unquote positive or good magic like as white magic and just like negative magic or quote-unquote like negative magic as black magic it's just like reductionary it's yeah. racist and it just like doesn't I don't vibe with that so it's just like something like I don't ha- I don't I don't use those terms like magic is magic energy is energy and it's the person that's practicing who's working with that magic that is that it's your lens that's changing it not the magic itself yeah, for sure. And you can even interpret like any situation that happens to you has the capability for both, you know, Absolutely. good and bad. Like, let's say, I mean, I'm kind of pulling from my own experience, but going through a breakup and going through major transitions, I feel as though it's not a bad thing. And mm. there is good and bad in everything. And it's the ability mm-hmm. to see both perspectives and then create your own narrative from it absolutely right it's like we can always we can't change outside circumstances we can only control how we show up to them yes so true so true um so something you talked about in the beginning of your book and I've actually been thinking a lot about lately is empowerment Mm. um and I wonder how how does that concept manifest in your own life? Ooh, what a beautiful question. I don't know if I've ever been asked this, actually. I think for me, it's really just that, like, not like what you see is what you get, because I have, I'm have very, I'm very Scorpio, I have a lot of shit that people don't see, but, like, I, like, I, as much as I talk the talk, like, I walk the walk, like, I, for me, empowerment means being true to who I am, it means being in integrity with what I believe in, and working from that place to manifest, and to connect, and to, like, live, like, for me, empowerment means owning my sexual self-expression, owning all the erotic crevices of my heart, it means being out about being a witch and sharing that and like really the things that empower me are what what are the taboo things that I explore I realized recently like I don't feel fulfilled unless I'm exploring the taboo and like to me sex is taboo witchcraft is taboo and glamour is taboo because the idea that like a woman is confident in themselves and feels beautiful is still something that's frowned upon it's not something that we you know society like or rather capitalism sells us this idea of like beauty but it's like as soon as we own it as soon as we find empowerment in it like we're shunned so I think for me it means being in integrity with what I believe in and living from that place and um for me magic is empowering and kink is empowering and wearing slutty outfits is empowering and fashion is empowering so um, cause those are all things that mean a lot to me. So mm. I think it's more for me, empowerment is about living in integrity with your truth. Ooh, I love that. I really love that. I feel, I feel similarly in that like empowerment is, is really just being in like divine connection to your authentic mm. self. 
And I love what you said about like, almost like taking action with that. Mm. And, and walking the walk. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to talk the talk. And I mean, like, you know, it takes a while before you figure out what your stride is. But I think it's so important that, like, what you do has to resonate with you first and foremost. Not what other people think, not how other people are doing the same thing, but it's like, how are you doing it and how does it make you feel? Exactly. Yeah, we have to interpret and, like, embody our own versions of empowerment because what your empowerment looks like is not what empowerment is to me. Yeah. See like how empowering your, your style is, you know? And that's the thing too. It's like when you're living like authentically, you can also recognize when other people are doing that too. Mm -hmm. It's like you end up just being a reflection for each other, you know? So it's like, yes, you know, like I wouldn't be empowered if I lived in any other way because that the only way I know how to live is for me, you know, and vice versa. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, so going back to the elements, I suppose, I'd love to talk about where we are in the wheel of the year. Ooh. Uh, because I feel like it's really fun to lean into, um, the elements as we mm-hmm. journey through the cycles of the year and cycles of our lives. Absolutely. And I, f- I think your episode's going to come out right, um, right towards almost summer solstice. And so Yay! we will be approaching that half of the year. Um, so I feel like what are some of the elements that are coming through during this transition right now, seasonally? And um, how do you like to celebrate with these yeah what a beautiful question so right now we just had this we had Beltano or May Day a few days ago last week or earlier this week Monday I don't know what time time (laughs) what is time don't know (laughs) so I really feel like this you know right now we're in almost the peak of the waxing year where the sun is in his fullest lunation or fullest power and it'll be at its fullest power on the summer solstice on June 20th so this is really a time of fire of action of like really getting the the work done before we start to plant the seeds as we turn towards fall which is more like an earth time or, or earthy energy so right now it's like creativity and self-expression and connection to like what turns you on whether that's something sexual or something spiritual or something beautiful like it's really about like honoring the fertility within you to create to create whether obviously that's a baby which is like not super exciting to me like not really not right now uh (laughs) i want to create like you know art or if you want to create like more ritual practices for yourself or just like connect to nature i feel like it's such um like a, a fiery time we're almost in summer so it's like i personally am i usually i would celebrate by like going out with my friends and having picnics at like hollywood forever cemetery and going to griffith park and like hanging out under the sun like i just love honestly like my favorite thing to do is just to like be outside with my friends near a lake or a park or trees or something smoking a joint right like mm-hmm. connecting with the elements that way both with like earth and fire and air um and just like hanging out like reading tarot cards and reading my books like I have a consistent sex magic practice anyway so that's something that's like always there but right now I definitely feel like the the creative power that we have been 
whatever you've been working on, it's like coming to, it's almost coming to fruition. And then I feel like after the summer solstice, which is summer solstice being the peak, which also marks the descent into the waning year, when the days get short, the days get shorter and the nights get longer. Um, we can really start, you know, while it's still summer, we really continue honoring these things that we've nurtured and then we've grown. And then we kind of start going a little bit more inward and really like harvesting those things, seeing what we need to do before we begin the harvest season, which happens in August. And like really, again, like connecting, going from like fire, which is expansion and action back to earth to see what we need, what, what foundation we need to set for us to be ready to go back to winter, which is again, kind of like, I guess kind of an airy time too, because it's very still. But um, I really think that right now we can kind of just continue focusing on what we want to birth, what we want to create. And then after summer, we'll start really, you know, fine tuning that so we can really excavate those delicious nuggets of wisdom and birth whatever we need to birth. I hope that answered your question. Yes, definitely. I kind of feel I kind of feel as though I mean, obviously summer is like the party of the year. This is like when we've been preparing for the party. We are ready to like, you know, just gather around fires and be at our most like luminous and yeah. wild. And then you're right, it is when we um you know, enter into August, into the fall that we kind of like, I don't know, kind of think of um, after a great party when you stay up all night and you get to watch the sun rise and then yeah. it's like that quiet time where you're just like, wow, that was a great night. Like right. all the things that happened. <laughs> I miss going out. I want to go dancing. I want to party all night. <laughs> yeah, I totally feel that. It really is like, and it, you know, kind of can be, like, the, the, like, sadness that happens, like, the drop that happens afterward, where, like, you have this peak of energy, and then you're, like, oh, but now I'm done, like, mm. it's not necessarily disappointing, but it's, like, yeah, kind of just, like, the come down. Yeah, for sure, but, um, yeah, it really is the time to connect to fire, yes. but also, in that fire also remember the other elements to help balance us in yeah, that place. Totally. Um, so yeah. <laughs> We've talked a little bit about sex magic and obviously this is the sex magic podcast. Um, and you are so connected to that energy within you. Um, I suppose, is there an element that is the most connected to sexual energy and how can we integrate the elements into a sex magic practice? Oh, I love that question. Um, I really do feel like in a lot of ways, fire is connected to that part of ourselves just because it's like fire is like prana it's life force energy it is kundalini energy like the energy coiled at the base of our spine that rises up our spine like a snake or rather it's the goal um so i think in a lot of ways that kind of like intensity is very connected to to sex magic but you can work with any of the elements as a guide to like 
I guess, get what you want out of your sex magic practice. Mm. So if you kind of understand what the elements speak of and what they mean, you know, how like you can work with a sex magic practice to tap into that. So like if you really want to find grounding and find, or not even find grounding, but if you really want to like know yourself and feel safe in your body and really like honor pleasure and like in an embodied way you might work with earth so maybe that means working with something like roses drinking tea um i love like you know if you're into like sensory experiences taking a rose and caressing yourself with it or maybe even like burning sacred herbs and inviting this <clears throat> element of like physical pleasure and luxury into the experience and also like maybe you know saying mantras but that might be like one of the ways that you would work with earth um for air again like burning sacred herbs is always a really beautiful practice to do before really any ritual and i think especially with sex magic like doing like doing things like lighting candles or burning incense like if you keep doing them then your brain will eventually like connect going to this ritual state with those acts yeah so creating that distinction between your walking waking normal life and this ritual is super important and that's why we we have ritual that's why we have these we make these containers for ourselves so like if you're wanting to maybe like create a new thought pattern for yourself or if you want to reframe a belief you have around sexuality or your relationship whether that's to be worthy of love or that you know to like remember that you are um that you that all of you is worth worshiping you know that which may take on a more mental state because it's really something that's you have stuck in your head an idea then you could work mm. through with air through that you know like maybe as you practice sex magic you have a mantra you focus on or you have um you know like a word that you focus on whether that's like i'm safe i'm loved i am enough and you might work through sex magic that way even like you know like writing down your intention and then having that under your pillow like burning incense burning sacred herbs like these are all ways for us to connect with that element of air um so for water water you know that could be uh, sex magic may maybe like actually being like in the tub or shower as you practice sex magic maybe taking a sacred bath or ritual bath or shower before you start your sex magic practice or anything really where you're connecting to your heart and opening your heart and really working with the energy of love so again like maybe like i mentioned i work with venus so maybe working with a goddess like venus who is associated with the element of water um and working with like a goddess of love is a way for you to frame sex magic within this kind of like watery context mm. and then spirit i think is really i fire i think i guess i'll go back to the beginning fire is really like when you're working with your orgasms in any way but it might be to you know like own your erotic power to explore your personal taboos maybe you're doing sex magic to as a way to like understand what your kinks are and what your fetishes are and to like you know do that in your mind and also through like experimenting with your body mm. um, I also love working with sigils. So like I'll make a charge symbol for an intention and I'll either like look at it as I masturbate and then burn it or like keep it in my grimoire. Um, you can also like, if you're banishing something, write it down, masturbate on top of it or put it under like in your pillow and then burn it. So there's like, you know, really literal ways we can take this. We can frame sex magic with elements. And with spirit, I think it's really like 
if you want to connect with your sexuality is like a part of your spiritual practice if you want to create a sacred sacred sex sex practice or even if you like want to dedicate yourself to a goddess of love or like a whore goddess like Babylon like I think spirit is like the most mutable but really like the almost like that it's the highest vibration you know Mm -hmm. we have spirit is everything so I think when you're taking when you decide to like honors your sexuality as a part of your magic that is really like a spirit practice yeah oh so good (laughs) for sure and I feel like I feel like the elements also are a gateway into the different senses, like yeah, sensations. Absolutely. And the more you integrate sensation into yeah. your sex magic practice, I feel like that's a, a gateway into connecting with the divine. Absolutely. And I feel I feel like that's the whole point of sex magic for me personally is just to be in a deeper connection with myself and spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And so I don't know, just like all of these, these beautiful tools are available to us. And I, um, I'd love to maybe invite listeners to try to have a sex magic practice where you invoke all of the elements or maybe like have one night where you try like, um, and it doesn't have to obviously be self-pleasure. It could be symbolic sex magic or maybe mm-hmm. just um, one ritual. But I think yeah. that that would be a really fun challenge. I love that. Yeah, give back to us. Or like if you get, find a way to like work with all of the elements, like – I mean, you know, like, for me, it's, like, I'll take a ritual bath, and then, like, I'll light my Venus devotional candle, and I'll cleanse with sacred smoke, and then I'll, like, you know, the candle's lit, the smoke is there, I'm spirit, my, you know, your body is kind of earth, so it's, like, it's so easy to really combine all the elements, too, but ask them which one, you know, ask which one you need to work with, they'll answer you if you ask them to, you know. Mm. Um, So, earlier on before we started the call, um, Gabby, you mentioned talking about some of the uh, deities, some goddesses, and that is one of my favorite conversations. And throughout this whole um, chat that we've had, I've been thinking about all of the different goddesses and Mm. the elements that they are specifically connected to. Um, And I really, really love how we can embody the elements by seeing these um, goddesses as reflections of ourselves or finding Mm -hmm. us within these, you know, mythological archetypes. Yeah. Um, So I guess like, who are you working with right now? (laughs) Oh, good question. So I have recently been working with the goddess Isis, who is like the Egyptian mother goddess, goddess of all goddesses. So she's like, where Aphrodite, Venus comes from, Inanna, Ishtar, Babylon, like, Isis was the OG, and I am just ending a 40-day devotional practice with her, actually, today's the 40th day, Um, and I just was, like, I really, I, I've worked with a lot of different goddesses, even though, like, Venus, my main G, like, I worked with Kali, I worked with Lilith, I worked with Lakshmi, who's behind me, um, I've worked with Babylon, I worked with Kuan Yin, like, I, I work a lot with different goddesses, but, like, the connection I had to Isis was, like, it feels so comforting and so much, like, familiarity, like, mm. I wasn't expecting to be, 
to love her so much. Like, I've worked with her before, but, like, I really was, like, I felt called to, um, not, I think the Libra full new moon, or the Libra full moon, what was, whatever, the, maybe the Aries new moon, I started my devotional practice with her, and, like, it's just been so beautiful. It's, like, I feel like it's, I don't know, I feel like one of the things I've had a lot of clarity on since quarantine started was like my devotion to the goddess and like mm. I really realized that like my purpose is obviously like magic and stuff but like to me magic is love and like love is everything and I was just like I my purpose is to be of service to and through the goddess of love and like I feel like Isis like really helped me into that so I've been really loving working with her that is so beautiful. I love Isis. Um, she she came to me in a really bizarre way Ooh. years ago. I I was doing a meditation, and I think I think it was a past life regression Ooh. I had. It was so bizarre. I felt I felt um, I knew I was in between Greece and Egypt, so somewhere around there, and there was a flood happening. Oh yeah, I remember. Yes, and then and then Isis came to me, and then um, I haven't worked with her since. But Ooh, and yeah, that's like the like the flooding of like the Nile was what would fertilize the land, so they were able to like have crops and stuff. The Great Flood, so like that was like that totally makes sense. And Isis was like the most venerated worshipped goddess in all of Egypt for thousands and thousands of years. So I love that. I remember you telling me that in the back of an Uber. Oh my god. Back in October, I remember that. I think I remember that you said the Nile thing too, and I was like, oh no, did we say this before on the podcast? But I'm glad it was uh, in the Uber, so now everyone knows. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Durga came to me <gasps> recently. So beautiful. Like, what a powerful goddess. I know, I know. And I think I, think I needed her specifically because of the the way she kills and destroys. Mm -hmm. And I specifically interpreted that as what I need to destroy is all of these negative um, patterns of self-talk. Mm -hmm. so envisioning like any words that I'm like criticizing myself too hard. I envisioned Durga just kind of like oh, attacking and I slicing with that. her badass like knife. Oh, sitting on a tiger is like a bad bitch. Yeah. No, 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 I love that so much. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> um, well, I suppose, is there, is there anything left that you feel called to share in this episode before we... Um, lean into ritual. Lean into ritual. Like, find a practice that works for you, and if you can do something even as simple as, like, lighting a candle or lighting herbs every day do it. Like, unfortunately, there's not one right way to do anything. There's not one way that works for everybody. So, like, after, like, learning the basics, like, you just have to follow what, what resonates with you. And, like, it's called spiritual practice for a reason. It's called mm -hmm. the great work for a reason because it takes work and it takes dedication and, like, it will pay off. And I really just think it's so important to find a healing modality or, like, uh, some kind of, like, ritual that you can do whether it's like charging your water or saying a prayer or like lighting a candle especially if you can do it in the morning even setting an intention like 
so important, so helpful. And it'll help you in ways you don't even realize until you look back and you're like, oh, like I was calm during the situation because I have these tools to help me weather the storm. Yes, absolutely. I kind of feel as though the elements are a language and the more you use ritual, you practice the language and then you can recite poetry. Yeah, exactly. I was just saying like the elements really, yeah, they're really a language in which we can understand ourselves in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I love you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for having me on this beautiful Scorpio full moon day. What are you doing for the moon? Um, I'm going to do a, definitely like some deep shadow work. And I think I'm going to like, offer myself like this version of myself up to the goddess and then I'm gonna like rededicate myself I think tomorrow mm. so we'll see but I'm probably gonna I'm gonna take some photos I'm gonna collage probably gonna make cookies might do some needle play so we'll see we'll see what happens later. La la. <laughs> um well sounds like a good time um thank you and oh do you have uh do you want to plug? Do you want to tell Ooh. people how to follow you? Sure. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Gabby Herstick, which is G-A-B-Y-H-E-R-S-T-I-K. And my website is GabriellaHerstick.com, Gabriella with one L. Um, and yeah, check out my new book, Bewitching the Elements, a guide to empowering yourself through earth, air, fire, water, and spirit, wherever you get books, which is hopefully indie bookstores. So Yay, thank you. Thank you guys. Mwah. <laughs> hey there, Toska here. So I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you all about how you can support the Sex Magic Podcast. If you haven't already, you should follow us on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. Pretty much everything is under Sex Magic Podcast. You can also find us at sexmagicpodcast.com and we have all of our links there. But most importantly, we recently launched our Patreon and it's really important to support us because our collective of co-hosts offers a diverse perspective on sex and magic. Though we each come from various backgrounds and cultures, our unifying passion is to empower and explore sexuality, spirit, and the occult in a safe and approachable environment. Each week, we offer a new episode on a fresh subject in the realm of spirituality and sexuality. We interview a variety of guests, from authors to psychologists to witches and beyond. We strive to share content that is educational, inspirational, and mystical. So join us on our journey through sex magic by supporting the work we do. Every dollar goes towards propelling us forward and will allow us to continue creating podcasts. By supporting our podcast, you'll join our community and be part of the conversation. Our Patreon patrons will gain access to various resources, rituals, recipes, and behind-the-scenes access. With more funding for our Sex Magic podcast, Coven can dedicate more time to crafting sacred offerings to our supporters, sex magic courses, videos, spellbooks, and we really would love for you to be part of our sexy little coven.